Hello, I'm Rena Grobe, and I'm Madhvi Romani, and this is Misinformed, where we'll be talking about our latest internet obsessions. So, Madhvi, what did you get obsessed with this week? Well, I'd like to announce that we're now officially a Britney Spears podcast because Ronan Farrow, the journalist who broke Me Too and is the son of Mia Farrow and Lee Allen, just wrote a really big article in The New Yorker about Britney Spears and the conservatorship. And I'm sure as many, many, many people will have seen, Britney Spears spoke up for the first time about her experience over the last 13 years under this conservatorship, which seems abusive, unnecessary, devastating. I think at some point she compared it to human trafficking or something like that. And I can really see the parallels there because she has no freedom and she's just being used to make money and do whatever it is that every single other person wants her to do, including her abusive dad and all these people who are really profiting from her and she's paying all of them. And so Ronan Farrow did a deep dive into the conservatorship with way more detail than we've ever had before. And so I kind of got obsessed with that. Yeah, it's a really depressing read. I mean, it's heartbreaking and poor Brittany. I think one of the things that really stood out to me when I was reading the article was how so many people seem to be making money off Britney Spears. And I felt a bit lecherous and kind of gross reading this article myself, not because Ronan Farrow hasn't done an amazing job or because this story doesn't need to come to light in more detail and she doesn't need to be freed from this conservatorship. But I couldn't help but feel like we're all still making money off Britney, observing Britney, gazing at Britney. This poor girl. She's 39 years old, she can't catch a break, but... But at the same time, what's really interesting is that this article was needed and the Free Britney movement was kind of really needed because what's really clear is she has been fighting this from the beginning. She's been trying to get hold of phones from people to make phone calls, to call her housekeeper, all her phones were taken away. She tried to contact various lawyers all the time. She was not allowed to do that. She was rebelling against it in every single way. And because the conservatorship controls her social media, controls all her communications, who she talks to, everything, the story was not able to come out until some fans basically made it into a movement. I think the points to a really sad thing of how many people are there in this world under conservatorships or guardianships who suffer from this, who aren't Britney Spears, who don't have a massive fan base looking out for them or supporting them in this way. There is an article in Slate magazine called For the Disability Community, Britney Spears' Situation is All Too Familiar, in which the author Mary Harris speaks to a woman called Sarah Luterman, a disability activist disabled herself. And in this article, she outlines various cases in which people with disability are put under conservatorships or guardianships against their free will. And she talks about how it's actually incredibly difficult and almost impossible to get out of the guardianship because once you've been proven to be unstable or, you know, she uses the term crazy here, you know, once you've been labeled crazy, you have to prove that you're not. 
and that is almost impossible. She cites an example of a young man called Ryan King, who, when he finished high school, because he has an intellectual disability, his parents were told that he needed to be put under guardianship. And in fact, he was incredibly functional, independent. He had a job, he was paying his own rent, and after a while his parents were like, actually, he doesn't need this at all. And it took them 10 years to get out of this guardianship in front of, you know, a court of law when his parents, the guardians, were saying, he doesn't need this. 10 years. And in fact, in the article, it states that there's around a million people in the US, although the exact figure I think she mentions is unknown, but they, the AARP estimate that it's a million people are under conservatorships. And what's really scary about it is what happened to Britney Spears is that anyone can put you under conservatorship under the system. So like, if we were in the US, and you were in hospital, say, I could say, hey, Rena's, you know, lost her mind she needs to be put under conservatorship i go to a bunch of psychiatrists i get some to you know who i'm paying to certify this and then we can go to court without you there and the decision can be made and that's exactly what happened to britney spears because in the u.s it's completely unregulated because each conservatorship and each guardianship is treated as a unique situation which is why they don't even know how many people are actually really under guardianships because there is no standard. They're all so unique. Yeah, and the problem with Britney Spears also, we'll get to her lawyer in a minute, um, who's Sam, but she was not able ever, ever to choose her own lawyer. So the court chooses the lawyers and those lawyers make a lot of money and they're kind of favorites of the judges anyway. You know, they get picked to do that. And according to Jonathan Martinez... The Senior Director for Law Policy at the Centre for Disability Rights at Syracuse University says that one of the most dangerous aspects of guardianships is the way that they prevent people from getting their own legal counsel. Brittany could have been found holding an axe and a severed head saying, I did it, and she still would have had the right to an attorney. So under guardianship, you don't have the same rights as an axe murderer basically. And obviously with Sam, with her lawyer, he is totally benefiting from the situation. And the court told her they refused her petition to just come out of the guardianship last week, which was devastating news. And she said she didn't even know that she could file a petition to appeal the conservatorship. So her lawyer never told her that, but it's not in the lawyer's interest to tell her that. And he was talking to the conservators. It's like they're all on one side and they're kind of plotting against her, I guess. Yeah, it's like insane until proven sane, not sane until proven insane, which how are you going to prove you're sane? And so, of course, what, she made like $130 million on a tour and they all get a cut? Of course no one's going to be on her side. They won't all keep leeching off of her. So Sam Ian, for example, is paid by Britney Spears and he has an annual salary of $520,000. Whereas Britney Spears' own living expenses in 2019 were $438,360. And just to highlight the financial abuse, her former colorist went out to dinner with her once in Las Vegas in 2012, and the bill came to $1,300. And Spears told him that she couldn't afford to pay her half of it. 
But at that time, her X Factor role alone, just that, just that one thing, paid her $15 million. And according to sealed court records that were obtained by the Times recently, Spears said that she was limited to $2,000 weekly allowance, no matter how much she earned. And she earns millions, so in proportion, it's really not right. In addition to this, as she said in the court, she's not allowed to see her friends, she's not allowed to drive in the car with her boyfriend. Disturbingly, she's got an IUD inside her, and she wants to have another baby and more children, and, you know, she's 39 now, and her life is just slipping by, and they won't even let her take that out. She has no control over her medications. She described how she was once on lithium, which is really dangerous, and she didn't want to be on it, but she was just given this drug. And what's really disturbing is that the conservators don't go through any mental checks. Her father is clearly batshit abusive and mad. He was a terrible father. He was a terrible husband. Her parents got divorced, and when they got divorced, she said that that was the best thing ever to happen to her family. Her mother is, she's a victim of abuse, but she's also uh, an enabler in a way. She's totally weak. She's not able to stand up to this control freak of a father. And yet he's got all of the power and is able to do whatever he wants. And on the subject of money, Biz has been resisting her father's involvement in the conservatorship from the beginning. Like she knew it was a bad idea. He's been using her money to fight back. His lawyers billed nearly 900000 for four months of work from October 2020 to February 2021. The bill accounts for hundreds of hours of work by crisis PR specialists who charged between $500 and $900 an hour to respond, they claimed, to media requests. Like, it's absolutely financial abuse. And more than that, it's apparently, according to all her friends, according to people who work with her, people who, you know, see her sing or perform, they're saying basically that she's turning into a zombie underneath this. In the same Slate article, Mary Luterman, the activist that she's speaking to in this article, is talking about how we have a less restrictive option in our society called the power of attorney, which is often used with elderly people, where they designate someone else who can make legal decisions for them, but they still retain all of their civil rights. So she's basically talking about how, yeah, there are some situations where people will need proxy decision makers because there are some people who are non-communicative or they need help in some way. But how when you have a significant disability, we live in a society that views you as fundamentally incompetent and incapable of giving consent. And this is really highlighted when you look at the difference between a conservatorship, a guardianship, and a power of attorney. Yeah, and on the subject of civil rights, actually, there's a really long history in the United States of forced sterilization of people, especially women of color, or with disabilities, or perceived disabilities. And this started with a Supreme Court decision in 1927 called Buck v. Bell. Yeah, so it is the basis for whether or not the government can legally, forcibly sterilize people in the United States of America. So there was a woman named Carrie Buck, and her mother had been institutionalized. She had a child out of wedlock, and this 
was seen as her being fundamentally unfit, and so she was institutionalized, and then the institution wanted to sterilize her because they felt that she was dysgenic and would produce offspring that would degrade the human race, specifically the white race. So, yeah, it's a eugenics thing, and Buck versus Bell was actually never overturned. Yeah, and that's why today... Britney Spears can be forced to have her IUD in. And obviously, like you say, she's in a kind of more privileged position. But a lot of people have had hysterectomies and things like that because they're disabled, which just shows what an ableist and absolutely awful society this is. Yeah, there's also the Skinner versus Oklahoma Decision of 1942, which involved the compulsory sterilization of male habitual criminals, which is just fantastic. In India, Indira Gandhi started sterilizing forcibly poor people. Eugenics. But actually, I think eugenics was a concept that was born in the US first, and then it would form the basis for the Nazis in Germany. This is correct. But yeah, there has been sort of a lot of pushback and fight in the disability rights movement against conservatorships. In 1960s, as part of a broader push for autonomy, a University of Pennsylvania law professor and disability rights expert Jasmine Harris says that activists challenge the notion that just because we have a diagnosis, we can't make decisions, or we're infantilized or deemed dangerous to ourselves and others presumptively. In 1999, after two women in Georgia with developmental disabilities sued over their forced placement in mental health hospitals, the Supreme Court ruled in the landmark Olmstead case that people with disabilities must have access to services in the most integrated setting possible. In 2013, Jenny Hatch, a Virginia woman with Down syndrome, successfully challenged her conservatorship that had given her parents strict control over her life, paving the way for other adults with disability to pursue independence. And a 2005 LA Times investigation found widespread examples of seniors falling under the control of for-profit conservators, their fate determined in court hearings that sometimes lasted only minutes. And this is, I think, what was kind of the inspiration for that movie that just came out with Rosamunda Pike, I Care A Lot. So it's definitely an ongoing issue and problem. And clearly there's a lot of work to do. There's issues of money, eugenics, a complete lack of understanding and respect for people with disability. And as a society, we have an incredibly long way to go. And also, free Britney. And on that note, here are our three things you can do this week to be a better person. Number one, Britney Spears made the incredibly difficult and brave decision to speak out about her life in front of the entire world and telling your story can sometimes help bring an issue to light or just help other people in a similar situation so tell your story thing two i think we all need to read more about the rights of people with disability we live in an incredibly ableist world and I feel like they are a group of people that are not respected, listened to, or acknowledged a lot. So take some time to inform yourself. And if you see places where things can be improved, i.e. on the U-Bahn in Berlin, maybe it's worth speaking out or seeking out people who are already doing excellent work in this field and supporting them. And number three, one thing that stood out for me in Brittany's testimony is that she said she didn't feel like anybody would believe her 
if she spoke out. And this is a case that many, many, many women feel and experience in life still today. So if a woman is telling you something, listen to her and believe her. Thank you for listening. Until next week, goodbye. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share it with your friends. And if you like, you can share your internet obsessions with us. Tweet us at the underscore miss underscore informed or follow us on Instagram at the underscore miss underscore informed. You can also send us an email at misinformed.podcast at gmail.com. You can also listen and subscribe via YouTube. For news about the show or upcoming events and links to all our sources, references and other geeky inspiration, subscribe to our newsletter. You can find the link via our Instagram. We are an independent, non-profit podcast. If you would like to show us some love, you can make a one-off donation via our SoundCloud or support us on Patreon at patreon.com misinformed. Thank you for listening. Until next time, goodbye.